Listen, let me tell you, you want to know more about me, Fred Blumenberg, you know I got hella stories for you, man. <laughs> if you know me as well as you should, I love to laugh. I got so many stories for you, it's ridiculous. What you need to do is just press play and keep listening. Done my it, first bro. song was like 48 bars with no hooks. You hear me flipping through my pages out my What's going no on? Hoods. It's your boy Fred Blumenberg, and I'm hella silly, Joe. <laughs> oh man, I love saying that shit. Come on, man. You know if you hear me laughing, it's Thursday, baby. You know I got a story every single Thursday. I'm bringing it to you, man. You know your boy got these stories for you. I got all kinds of stories for you, Joe. Listen, Joe, what is the term Joe? Look, I'm not calling you Joe. Joe is a Chicago term. It's what we use, man. We use it in 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 uh in place of man, dude, son, Charlie, uh 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 whatever. If you ask us, yo, what's going on, Fred? How you feeling, son? Yo, man, I'm I'm good, Joe. How you feel, dog? You know, that's how we talk. Okay, listen, you can take me out of Chicago, but you can't take the Chicago out of me, man. Listen, it's within me. I got a great story for you guys. Now, listen, I know the last couple of stories has been all alcohol-induced. Hey, I'm telling you the funny shit. You want to hear the funny shit? It involves alcohol. Now, there are some stories I have that do not involve alcohol. But today, we're going to talk about... <laughs> How me and my buddy John was in the strip club and John's ass got stuck in the champagne room until the place closed down. Guys, I can't remember what this place was called. Damn, I need to text my buddy John. You know what? I I need to text him uh, to figure out what the place was called, but it was in Elgin. Uh, it was, uh, was, I know what it was. (laughs) It was called Blackjacks. Yes. Blackjacks Gentlemen's Club in Elgin, Illinois, off of Illinois Route 25. Look, yo, listen, man. Yo, we used to have hella time. When I kicked my ex-girlfriend to the, to the curb. Look, I was, uh, you guys, if you don't know about this story, I was engaged to a woman by the name of Kim. Kim and I dated each other from Eastern Illinois for five years from 2000 to 2005. I put a ring on her finger and, uh, you know, I proposed to her. I wasn't really ready to get married, man. I just, it was one of those moments where I was like, well, we've been together for so long, so I guess I'll put a ring on her finger. And it also was like her family, they were kind of pressuring me like, yo, when are you going to marry Kim? You know, stupid. I should have never gotten, uh, uh, you know, I should have never allowed that, you know, people to mess with my decision making. Now, I wasn't it wasn't the fact that I didn't want to marry her. I just wasn't ready, you know, and just as a guy, when I say I wasn't ready, it's not like I wanted other girls. It was that I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. You know, and I did. I needed a man to talk to because, you know, you know my story. I didn't grow up with my dad. My dad divorced my mom in 92 because he was a fucking asshole, alcoholic, you know, all that other shit. And so I had to learn how to be like a boy. I had to learn how to be a man on my own. I had to learn how to be a fucking boyfriend on my own. And so getting married, I needed to learn how to do a husband. It was like, you know, boyfriend 101, husband 101. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. So long story short, though, one of the things that broke us up was uh, the fact that I wanted to do my bachelor party in Vegas, right? And I was going to do like a week-long Vegas with, with the homies. And, and honestly, the homies, <laughs> it was like 10 guys that we were gonna, I was going to roll with. And, and all 10 of them were her friends. Like they were her friends, girlfriends, 
like boyfriends or husbands. So when I told her this, she freaked out. And I'm like, dude, you act like I'm going out with my, I don't even have my own homies I'm going with, man. So I don't know. I think it was, might've been one, right? And so we was gonna, we was gonna do the whole damn thing, man. We was gonna do the strip. Long story short, she didn't like that. I said, all right, three days in Vegas, you know, we'll do a couple strip clubs, whatever. And she just like lost it on strip clubs. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck is it? You act like I'm a fucking. At the time, I put a fifty five hundred dollar ring on her finger that I couldn't afford. It was financed under my grandmother's name. So I put a. I'm like, you act like I'm gonna go with a stripper. I, I just put a ring on your finger that I didn't even pay for. <laughs> you fucking crazy. She was. She was insecure. She was hypersensitive, and I'm not gonna act like it was all her i did bad too but what i'm trying to say is she thought that because i would go into a strip club and see naked hoes that i would be all of a sudden like i want to marry you <laughs> and i'm like are you fucking crazy like no man i can see these naked chicks on the internet like just what what we're just going to have a good time anyway it became a huge huge fight that actually showed me a lot of shit that i tried to hide in the relationship about her not only being insecure but wanting to really control my life like control fucking everything in my where i went who i went to go see she even tried to like why don't you go take your why don't you go to your brother's house he lived in san diego why don't you go to your brother and you guys hang out and then my brother my dad could go visit i'm like why the fuck would i have your brother who's underage and your dad come along on my adventure to the strip club like are you kidding no way so after that we just we had to part ways because i'm like nah man now some people would probably say yo you broke up a relationship over the strip club you know and it's not really over that it was really just you know a lot bigger than that it was a lot bigger than just you know strip club it was just a culmination of things and that just was the cat the straw that broke the camel's back right so i went off on a i just wanted to preface y'all okay so now now mind you when i was with kim i might have i don't think i went to this i might have went to the strip club like maybe once or twice right but it was it was no big deal like even when i was with her right and so that's why the reason why i heard getting all bent out of shit i was like what the fuck man so mind you like after that me and my buddy we just went all the time (laughs) so we went to blackjacks we would often make a trip to blackjacks like every other friday or every friday just just because we young dudes man we ain't got shit to do and we wanted to be entertained so oftentimes when we go to blackjacks you, you know we all been in strip clubs but let's just say i'm talking to the person that's never been in a fucking strip club you go in there they got the main dancers on the main poles and you know they got the poles around the stage and then they got the main stage and each girl gets a chance to come onto the stage and do her little dance or whatever get her money and get off the damn stage right and so um in the back, you got the champagne room. That's where the girl takes you back. Oh, Fred, you look nice. Let me take you to the back. You get your little dance on. You got to pay extra money to be back there. Well, my buddy John, see, what we would do is we would come to the, we would enter in. You got to pay, you know, of course, they pat you down. You got to pay. And then we get our money. And so we would usually go in there with like $100 or something, right? And <laughs> maybe about uh, 50 of it in singles or whatever. And so we would go to the stage and we would bend the ones to make them look like, like, uh, 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 tents like teepees you know we would bend them and just put them on stage and we would have like 10 of them and so the girl would come around do her thing and then we would take it and put it in her g-string right and so me and john doing that right we get there i don't even know what time we got there i think it was like midnight or something we get there we having a good time blackjacks we're having a good time and the girls dance on the stage and then one of the girls come up and and uh uh you know ask him yo you want to go for a dance now i'm gonna put the story on pause a lot of guys like the strip club n- not only because of the scenery but we also it gives us a chance 
to be on the other side of the rejection because a lot of times we go to ask girls, yeah, what's up, baby? You know, and, and we don't know how to talk to girls a lot of times and we just get all out rejected. So guys are like used to 99% rejection. So now that you're on the flip side of that, you get a chance to reject the girls that you don't want to be with. It, it's it's kind of weird, but it's almost like guys get off on this shit. <laughs> I guess because we get rejected so often. So anyway, back to the story. John, this girl comes up and like, hey, baby, you know, how you doing? And he's like, yo, she hot, man. She got ass and she got like whatever. So she takes her. I'm like, yeah, do your thing, man. I'll be right here, dog, you know. So he goes to the back and he's back there for a while. Now, mind you, they, they yo, the waitresses, they pump you with these drinks, man. They always around getting you the drinks. Everybody looks hot. The energy string, whatever. And I'm just there, man, just with my little tent, my little TPs. My little $1 bills on the stage of TPs. I'm tipping, tipping, tipping. I might have went back to the champagne room maybe once, twice. After a while, I was like, damn, man. Where, where's this fool at, man? It's like, I'm not lying. Like, two hours went by. I'm like, where the fuck is John at, man? What the fuck? He could take an own shit. So then they like, all right, last call, last call. Lights lights come on and shit. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck, man? Where's where's my, do- where's my dog at, man? No lie. No lie. This, like, I walked around the club for at least a hot, like, minute or two, okay? When you looking for somebody, when the lights come on, you already got drinks in your system, it's time to motherfucking go. That's just kind of funny because when they turn the lights on, it's like, if you ever see that movie, The Gremlins, where, where they get hit by that water, where the Mogwais can get hit by the water and they turn into motherfucking ugly-ass gremlin, uh, gremlins and shit. <laughs> that, that's what people start looking like when the lights come on. It's like, oh, shit, man. I've been talking to you this whole time. <laughs> So then, I, I, you know, as you're walking around, it's a, it takes a long time for the fucking uh, the beer goggles to wear off. And I'm looking around. Where the fuck is John at? I finally turn around, look at the door of the champagne room. John come walking out like a motherfucking superhero with these two chicks, one on his right shoulder, one on the left, rubbing his hair. His hair, his hair is all fucked up, man. I'm talking like this motherfucker done did like a workout and, and fucking came back from the top of a mountain or some shit. I mean, his shit is all fucked up. His eyes are all glazed, half over, shirt all un... He got a dress shirt, shirt all untucked and shit, half button. I'm <laughs> looking at this motherfucker like... Yo, what the fuck just happened? Dog, dog. He's like, yo, I got to get more money. No, motherfucker. More money? He's like, yeah, dog. I'm broke. I'm like, yo, we need to get the fuck out of here, yo. That's what we need to do. I don't know what kind of money you spent back there. Nah, man. See, they talking about what they going to want to take me home. I'm like, look, motherfucker, get your ass in the car, man. <laughs> that, that Your ATM card is broken. So, of course, his dumb ass didn't want to listen to me. He goes over to the ATM and that motherfucker spit his shit back out. Was like, no, nah, your car's declined. So now he getting mad, right? He want to start hitting on the machine. I'm like, look, dude, get your motherfucking let's go, man. What the fuck? They, you don't need this shit right now, man. Come on. <laughs> and, he can, and meanwhile, the bouncer's like, yo, quit fucking hitting the machine, dog. And I'm like, yo, I'm just trying to get my friend out of here. Yo, you better get your ass out. And I'm like, and he's over there like, nah, but the girls. And then the girl's like, hey, baby, so yeah. And I'm like, get y'all out. Get away from him. Come on, man. He's already fucked up. He probably didn't pay y'all like $400 to do whatever the fuck y'all been doing back there. But I finally pulled his ass away. And then what we used to do after the after uh, Blackjacks, okay, when we would leave Blackjacks. Blackjacks would close at like 2 a.m. I don't know why. But maybe it's the small town shit. They would close at 2 a.m. And then we would leave Blackjacks and go to uh, um, uh, a place that was called the Cadillac Ranch. Right. And the Cadillac Ranch, the funny shit about it, we would call it the Caddy. <laughs> the Caddy and Elgin. And the funny thing about it is the Caddy was, it was like a few miles away, not even far away. And the Caddy 
would play like uh, uh, country music. They'd have line dancing. They had a dance floor. They'd play country music and all that other shit. So what often happened was the strippers would come from blackjacks and drive straight to the caddy too. So we would go to the caddy and they would have uh, country music and shit playing to like about one third, one a.m. That's when they would cut it off. And then at 1 a.m., they would switch it over to hip hop. You know what I'm saying? So we would uh, we would always go from blackjacks to the caddy. And when we get to the caddy, the funny thing is, you would be there, and 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 it would be like all these hard ass dudes and 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 chicks on the side waiting for the hip hop to come on. But in the meantime, you have uh, uh, the country music folk that are in there with their flannel and their fucking ten gallon hats, and they're on the middle of the day. It was crazy, man. It was like a crazy mix of crowd, and so you got all of them dominating the floor. So you would go from fucking Blake Shelton to motherfucking Tupac and, and Snoop in like in uh, uh, a New York minute. <laughs> And as soon as Tupac and Snoop came on, all the country music motherfuckers, they would get off the floor. And then all the hard-ass motherfuckers would flood the floor and, and fucking go crazy, man, crazy. That shit. Oh, my God. So that's some funny-ass shit I got to tell y'all about Blackjack's Gentleman Club in Elgin, Illinois. I wonder if that shit is still open, man. But if you in Illinois, yes, uh, visit the place. I can't even remember what the girls look like. It was just something we were looking to have a good time with. And I actually really, really enjoyed myself. <laughs> Oh, man. John and his superhero ass, man. That shit will never, ever leave my brain. Guys, this is your boy, Fred Blumenberg. I got one of these stories every motherfucking Thursday, man. Uh, Not all of them include alcohol. Most of them do because that's where the funny shit happened. I'm not going to lie. That's part of my life. But I love all of y'all. Be blessed. I'm here every Thursday. I'm going to have a new one next Thursday. I will see you next week. Oh